What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen. This is the second part of the um, kind of breakdown that I'm doing after a Tony Robbins event that I went to called uh, UPW, Unleash the Power Within. And um, if you haven't heard the first episode, go back to the previous episode. It talks about day one and day two. And today I'm going to talk about my takeaways from day three and day four, which were Transformation Day and Vitality and Wellness Day. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. All right, everybody. I am back with day three and day four of this event. I hope you enjoyed day one, day two. It's actually really helpful for me to sit down and uh, put together all of the notes and takeaways and things like that that I got. So I got a ton out of just preparing for this, and I spent a couple hours preparing for each of these two episodes, just kind of you know taking 185 pages of notes and putting them down into basically 20-minute sound bites each or so, 30 minutes of my biggest takeaways. So you're not getting everything that I learned there for sure, but definitely some of the biggest items that I think are the biggest needle movers. And also I'm trying, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to give them to you in a way that I know you're a real estate investor, business owner, um, family person, uh, husband, wife, um, father, mother, things like that of some of the takeaways that I had from, from all of that stuff. So, and trying to apply it to business. So yesterday, I think um, going through this, some of the biggest for the previous episode that I did for day one and day two was like, what would you do in your, what would you do if you couldn't fail? What would you do if you didn't have some of those beliefs and you were able to shift those? Um, how would you show up differently? And that kind of carries over into day three. Day three is transformation day there. So you come in, Tony's in there for the majority of the day, working through a lot of the belief struggles, continuing down that limiting belief journey and, um, and taking you through some, like going a little bit deeper in there, trying to remove some of the stuff. But he started the day with uh, standards. And I thought this was interesting because he talks about standards. And I bet if you think like, think about like what your standards are, like what do you accept, right? For yourself, others, people around you, all that stuff. You probably think they're somewhat high. And I, I thought mine were pretty high too. Um, and as we went into there, I realized there are some things that, the ways that I'm not showing up in the ways that I uh, hold other people's standards in a, in a certain way. So let me go through it a little bit. So he says, um, in the beginning, he said, your body is a result of your ritual. So the rituals of your body is the result that you have. So an example, uh, body, mind, uh, bank account, all of these things we went through as kind of the rituals that you accept in these standards. So he said, your finances are not the result of your talents and skills in that area and everything like that. It's a result of your standards. So if you think about it, some want enough money just to be comfortable, right? So if you said, hey, you know what? I want to build this business and I want enough money to be able to pay my bills and just live on that. That's usually what you create, right? You'll create a business that'll be good enough and make enough that will pay your bills. You might say, I want to build a business that, um, that allows me to have an extra $5,000 of discretionary money per month to go on vacation or save up for a trip or do these kind of things that I want to do. And that's what your business will provide. So what you're asking in the standards that you're setting for your business, for your life, for your relationship with your spouse, for your family, all these things is a result of your standards that you're setting and kind of what you're putting out there in the vision that you cast for yourself. So if you increase your standards, you're going to increase the output. Um, so he, he mentioned some people want 
uh, enough money to do what they want, when they want, with who they want. And I hear this all the time inside of our mastermind groups when we, we have a little freedom card that we, that we have people fill out, and it's their freedom goal, like freedom dream. What is it? Put it in your wallet, carry it around all the time, look at it, look at it, look at it, look at it. What does it say? And I hear so many people say that exact quote. Like, I want financial freedom to be, and time freedom to be able to do what I want, when I want, with whomever I want. And that is, if you set that as your goal, that's your standard, then what would your business look like? So you said your relationship is the same thing. You know, uh, love is needed, and a lot of times we have that. Like, we have love. You, you start a relationship with this, like, a ton of passion, right? It's passionate. It's amazing. You're, every, you're always smiling. Everything's great. Uh, your wife asks you to take out the trash and you're like, oh yeah, this is great. And you're like whistling on the way out to take out the trash. Like nothing can, can knock you down, right? Like everything is good. And then over time, what happens is you're, okay, well, I'm in love with that person, but start, the passion starts going away potentially, right? And it doesn't have to, okay? But this is typically what happens. So then you start getting frustrated, angry, the passion starts going away, but I love this person, the love is there, right? And then they ask you to take out the trash and you're just like, oh, like, oh this is, makes me angry. Like, why do I want to take out the trash? So a couple of the examples that were given out there made me laugh and chuckle. And, and when I think about it, I'm like, you know what? I'm right. Like, that, that's exactly right. When, that, when I get in that state, like everything gets to me, right? Anything that person does or says or asks me to do, I'm like, why did they ask me to do that? Like, you really think about it. But when you're in love and it's passion, everything's great, right? It's like brand new, exciting, or even when it's exciting later on, right? You're seven, eight, nine, ten. you can keep that passion in there. It's like no problem. Like they can't do anything that can affect you. And it all comes from your state and your energy and exactly what we went through on day one and day two. So these are the same things. Like what is your standard in the relationship? If your standard is like, you know what? Hey, we, we don't have a passionate relationship, but we love each other. That's what you're going to get. But if you're like, you know what? I want love. I want passion. I want to go back to how we were when we met, when we're newlyweds, lovebirds, uh, honeymoon, all that stuff. Like I want that. That's what you'll get. So increase your standards and create a ritual around that of increasing your standards. He gave an example of Michael Jordan, and he said Michael Jordan is not competing with anyone. When he, when he talked to him, he said, I'm not competing with anybody. I'm competing with who I can be tomorrow. And that was very interesting to me. We always are comparing ourselves to other people, to other things, what we have, what we want, what we don't have, all these things. So increase our standards. So he went through the four different standards. One was... Um, like uh, different, different like outcomes. So if you think of people that are working in your company or potentially you and how you show up. So if you have poor standards, like you used to get poor results, right? And that used to be okay. Like poor results were, were not horrible. And he said, now what you get in today. So the shift that we've made from, um, from probably like 50, 60 years ago in the 40s, 50s, things like that, where he went through a uh, poor, good. So if you think of these kind of standards, like poor standards, it's like you get poor results. But he said now we've elevated to the point where everybody is wanting to achieve more and more and more. So now we've taken it a level up. So when you have poor standards, you get pain and horrible results. So if you can think about the person that's working with your company that has poor standards, like they're not going to be around very long, right? They're not going to work somewhere else and somewhere else and somewhere else. And next thing you know, they'll be out on the street, homeless, these kind of things. Like right now, they're, the achievers are, are so high right now in our society. So, so none of you have poor standards. You wouldn't be listening to this, I'm sure, or, or, or thinking about building a business or personal development if you had poor standards. But what about good? What about good? So some of us have good standards. Like we want to do good. We want to be good, right? And so 
when you were good, you, he said you used to get good rewards. But now we've elevated our standards today to an astronomical level for everybody and everything that we get. We don't get good rewards. We get poor rewards. So if you're poor, you have poor standards now, you get pain. And if you have good standards right now, you just want to be good, you get poor results, right? And so if you ever read uh, the book by Jim Collins, Good to Great, we talk about, he talks about good is the enemy of great. It, I mean, it's a very powerful book. It's this kind of concept, right? Good is not good. Good is poor. Poor results. So then he says, okay, uh, like I'm a good man. I've done a good job. Like if you think about that, like uh, I have a good relationship. I have a good, um, a good house. I have a good life. Like all this stuff right now, that word has really uh, dropped down to really kind of be like poor, enemy of great, right? So now we go into excellence. Like you break through, you do excellent things, you have excellent standards, right? And you used to get excellent results, right? right? That person is excellent and you would get excellent results. But now the way that the, country, the, the society is elevated, you get good results, Right? You you're, show up excellent, but you're like, what? I'm excellent. Like, I show up in my, in my job, at work. I am excellent at what I do, right? But you have good income. You have good family. Like, your results, a good life. And most people are like, I'm showing up excellent, and I'm getting good. But you want more, right? You're called to do more. So what do we have to do? Like, where do our standards have to go? So what we need is we need to move those from good and excellent to outstanding. So I have outstanding standards, like very high standards for ourselves, for the people around us to get to the next level. If you are called to do more, to really grow, you really have to show up outstanding. So he's, we, we went through the day, like how do we show up outstanding? And it's really to get out of our head and into our heart, into our, our body, our energy, uh, breathing, things like that. So some exercises that uh, were put out there. But when you show up with outstanding, what he talks about is like the difference between outstanding and excellent is so small. Like it's such a small difference. It's like winning by a nose. So he gave some different analogies. One of them was a horse race, right? The horses are out there and they're all really excellent horses, right? They're top of the top. But the winner is just a lot of times just by a nose, like just a couple, a couple inches a lot of times. And that's the difference between excellent and outstanding. What does the difference in that horse race get between first and second in the NASCAR races and all these races where you're winning by just a hair, right? You get the spoils, the major rewards, the outstanding rewards, and excellent just gets good. So, like, that's it. It's just the difference by a little bit to show up outstanding. So, and you get outstanding resort, rewards. So, um, one thing that he mentioned was we reward people disproportionately. Like, the outstanding people get the majority of the spoils in life, in business and family and all of these things. So we reward people who are standing disproportionately to everyone else out there. So it's just a matter of these small changes. And so what he talked about is like, is how do we make those two millimeter changes, right? That's the two millimeter difference. We talked about the golf head, like just a small tweak in your swing. Like Tiger Woods took like a year off to just change his swing a little bit because he didn't want excellent. He wanted outstanding. He wanted to be a best in the world. You know, he didn't just want to win because um, he, he was the best in golf. He wanted to be the best ever, you know. And so just that small change, that two millimeter change, like life and business is a game of just a few millimeters between excellent and outstanding. So that's one of the things that we went through of uh, the standards. So what are the standards? So think about that. Like take a, take a moment right now, maybe pause this. And what are your standards? What are your standards for your business? What are your standards for your staff, your employees? What are your standards for yourself? What about your family? Um, your, your friends, like how do you show up? So think about that. 
And, and if you are good or excellent, how do you get to outstanding? Like, how do you take that to the next level? And how do you just kind of adjust the way that you see things? Because, look, you want the disproportional rewards in life. You want the amazing life. You want the amazing family. You want the uh, amazing, passionate relationship with your spouse. You want all those things. And so, man, I'm going to skip around a little bit because, you know, what, what he talked about is, is, is how to get some of those, those things. Like, if you want... If you want those, they're all inside of us. Like it's in there. You know what you need. And going back to the very beginning, um, it's not a result like a result of your talents and skills. Like you know what you need to do. If you're overweight, you know that you're overweight. You know that you need to eat healthy and exercise. We all know that, right? So how do we do it? Like why don't we do it? You you're probably listening to this going, you know what? I I I've been listening to this podcast for two years, three years, five years. Like I know every like Bill's told me all the stuff that they're doing. I'm just not doing it. So that's the next step, right? So then he talked about kind of like, okay, how do we take that next step? Next step? Like, what is it in us and how do we achieve a level of mastery? So this day also talked about mastery. So he gave three steps to this of, of how you can really achieve mastery in life and business. And as you increase your standards, the next step that you take. And, um, and these three things were starting with immersion, like real true immersion and not just once, but but a couple times a year, theoretically. So, so we just came off of Flip Hacking Live. And I think about Flip Hacking Live as a total immersive experience, right? It's three days. It was down in Orlando, and it was immersion in real estate with people who were achieving at a very high level who were outstanding, right? And people were there were probably excellent, good. Maybe there's even some poor people there, but probably not in their standards, right? But they show up, and they're immersed in this environment of real estate investing, tactics, strategies, all the stuff, right? Other people doing things, success stories, like uh, motivation, they're immersed in it, right? If you think about speaking a foreign language, like the best way to go is just like go live in Spain for a year and just be immersed in the language. You will start learning it. You'll start picking it up. You, it, will, it will start becoming what you need. Like it'll start becoming you. So they come to Flip Hacking Live, right? And then you leave, and it's a challenge once you leave. You go back to your life. You go back to people who might not understand what you want to do and where you want to be. And so you need to be immersed in that is, is the first thing, like truly immersed in it, right? And then the second one, he says, is to get coaching in between. So because in between, you need that accountability. You need those coaches that have the skill set, that have the mastery to be able to see where you're off and need to change by just a couple millimeters. He said most people will go, uh, go into immersion, like I just did for four days at his event, right? And it's easy, it's easy to make those changes, it's easy to make those decisions, it's easy to come up with a plan when you're in that state, in that immersion environment. Same thing, I had you guys write down where you're going to be 12 months uh, from now, what you want to do, all of your goals at Flip Hacking Live, and it's easy there. But now you get back to real life, right? It's been a couple weeks, it's been a month now, and you're like, okay, well, I haven't done some of the things that I need to do, because you don't have accountability, and you don't have a coach, and you don't have somebody that's pushing you, right? And that's the next step, get coaching in between. And then the third thing that he said is daily practices that support what you want to do and where you want to go. So daily practices that you're showing up and you have, you're, you're executing and exercising some of that. So I will go back to the foreign language example. You go for immersion, right? You get a coach, somebody who's training you on the language, you're learning. And then each day you're doing some homework. You're doing something. Maybe it's in our business running comps or it's making offers or it's, it's networking. It's building your buyer's list. You're doing some activity that day that is, is, is hammering in the repetition and the action that you need to take to get to mastery. So these are the three things. And what he said is 
uh, to take it a little bit further, and I think about this as, with, as a coach all the time in the coaching that we do, is a strategy is not the right strategy. So just because you have a strategy doesn't mean it's the right strategy for what you want as the outcome. And use an example of if you were looking for a sunset and you just started running east, that is a strategy, but it's a very bad strategy. You're never going to get to the sunset, right? You're never going to see it. And for us, what I see is everybody comes, like you might listen to this podcast, you might listen to five other podcasts, and everybody's teaching different strategies and you're confused about what to execute on. And I see it all the time. I've coached a lot of real estate investors. I've looked at their marketing, their sales, their, their numbers, their uh, hiring, all the things that they do, right? And they have a strategy. It's not just like a lot of times it's just a little tweak in, and they're trying, to, they're trying to execute like four or five different strategies that different people are teaching. So really what you want to do is you want to focus. You need the right strategy. You need the right strategy for you, which, and it's interesting. When we bring people into seven-figure flipping, it's not like, okay, this is exactly what we do. This is what you have to do. This is like, do, X, do this, 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 and this. Everybody is the same, right? We have an onboarding process. We onboard somebody. We find out what their goals are, what they want to do, where they want to go, what their business looks like now, and then what's the best strategy that we could prescribe for them to get to the next step. And then over time, they can dial it in and tweak it. And it is a change of like two millimeters. That might be it. A five or 10% tweak in their business, a little change, a little, like one, I've heard so many people say, just one idea, one thing, that's come like that I heard at a meeting, changed the entire trajectory of my business. And that's it. Sometimes that's all we need is a little tweak. And but we need somebody from the outside to look in, right? So you need the right strategy. And if you guys are like, if you're watching YouTube videos, listening to podcasts, doing all this stuff, like that's where I was six, seven years ago. And I I was just like, I like I just I had the puzzle pieces, but I just couldn't figure out how to put it together. And when I got in front of Andy and Justin, they showed me exactly how to put it together, just like they did. And then I was able to see it. I could run, start executing. It went from one deal to 67 deals the first year in like nine months. 67 deals in nine months the year before I did one transaction. And that's all because they showed me how to put the puzzle together. They showed me it was possible to change my belief, change a little bit of my mindset, and off I went running. And then I could tweak and make some adjustments. And then we went to 135. Then we went to 187. Then we went to over 200 deals a year. And it was because of that. That, that one little piece to show me how to put the puzzle together, that strategy, like the right strategy that I needed. And then I found somebody, I listened to them, and what they told me to do, I did it. Like that was my coach. I was paying them a lot of money, and I did it. And so a lot of times that's what we need. So these inner conflicts are holding us back, right? So he also mentioned if you get in your head, you're dead. Your head is where all your fears are. You need to get in your heart. Your heart is where the answers are. And that's where you're going to have this like, uh, when you get into immersion, you get into coaching, you get into daily practices, like your heart is going to drive you. Your head is going to tell you that you can't. Your brain is wired and triggered to say no. It's just a default no. We talked about that at Flip Hacking Live during my success presentation. You probably listened to it on the podcast. Your, your head is defaulted to no. Your heart is defaulted to, to joy, to fulfillment, to all the things. It will guide you in the right direction. He talked about John the baker. Um, he's, a 20, he's been baking for 24 years and he knows how to make a chocolate cake, right? So... Um, the best chocolate cake in the world, this guy, John the Baker. And his, he, he's willing to show you how he makes his chocolate cake. His recipe is your strategy. A 24-year-old recipe is your strategy that you can take and run with. You can take his recipes from 24 years of him baking and refining it and de dealing with all of it. Andy used to say, let me test things in my laboratory and then I can roll it out to you guys. And that's exactly what we needed. He would test it, he, he'd find the strategy, and then he'd hand it to us. And that's exactly what's happening inside of our mastermind groups right now. So then he asked the question, like, what's stopping you from growing? And I talked about it yesterday. He said, you, you're comfortable. You're comfortable where you are. 
You're comfortable with the good life. You're comfortable with the, um, the good family. You're comfortable with the good relationship, the good, until it becomes bad, right? And so you're comfortable with all that stuff. But you're called. You want more. The only thing that's holding you back is the fact that you're comfortable being comfortable. So what you need to do is you, if you really are called, you really want to take the next step, you want to do the next thing, what's stopping you from going, growing is you. you got to get out of your head, get into your heart, say, what do I really want in this life? Do I want good or do I want outstanding? And if you really do want outstanding, you can't wait until you're in so much pain that you have to go to outstanding. you got to go get it. It's right there. It's right in front of you. Go grab it. And it might just be a couple millimeters of change. Then he moved on to talk about how schooling and education are very different things. Um, so, and I think, I think a lot of you guys, if you're listening to this, you're into personal development and, and growth and all of these things, um, you kind of understand that. And so schooling, a lot of people are schooled. Um, uh, or, uh, so schooling and education, like going to get an education at, um, at Harvard or Stanford or for me, Georgia Tech, and I have a bachelor's degree and a master's degree, and then I went to test pod school, did all this stuff, like that's fine, but you got to go to school. You gotta go to school on business and life and all these things. And that's what was cool about this event is I feel like he was taking me to school in a couple areas that I needed to hear. And um, it, it, very different things. So think about that. Like you can go out and, and educate yourself all you want. You might be listening to this podcast for years. You're educating yourself. You're, uh, you're watching videos. But to get schooled is really to go to school. Like go, go hit the street. Go make offers. Go take action. Go do these things. And immerse yourself. Get some coaching. And then daily habits and rituals. Change your rituals. Change your standards. Um, we don't get what we want, we get what we tolerate. And uh, that goes back to the standards idea. Um, I, you know, I see it in, in business all the time. Uh, we, we let our staff and our employees and, and people like that show up and wh- whatever we tolerate is what we get. And so you gotta change your standards with them and with yourself. Um, the interesting, we talked about beliefs a little bit and then he, he mentioned three beliefs that we have that are stuck in us about every problem that come up. And I think, that hopefully this will help you uh, get past these beliefs very easy. The number one is that the problem is permanent. So we always think when we have a problem, like it's permanent. And that's what kind of sticks us and holds us back or makes us uh, put that problem uh, on the top, like uh, up, up a little bit higher than it probably is in our world. It's, it's permanent. It's not permanent. It's temporary. Uh, problems affect everything in our life. Like they're going to affect us all. And we let it. We let them affect us all. Our problems at work, we bring them home, don't we? Our problems at home, we bring them to work. Like they affect, we let them affect every aspect of our life. And then we, all, we think it's personal. The third one is we think it's personal. So something's wrong with me. The reason I have this problem is because I'm broken. Something was wrong with me. I did something wrong. And so that's, that's an issue that we have that we run into is thinking it's personal. So if we get past some of those things, those three beliefs um, uh, about our problems, I think we can, uh, we can get to the next level. So if you, you realize it's not permanent, it's temporary. Uh, this problem, you, you really have to separate it and section it off and don't let it affect your heart. Don't let it affect how you show up. Don't let it affect your, um, your energy inside of you. And then it's not personal. You know, It's not personal. Something's not wrong with you. Uh, you can fix it, no problem. So we talked about the, the, the two millimeter changes and he talks about that's for, for going from certainty, like I'm certain that I'm going to do this, to absolute certainty. So when we think about the excellent to outstanding, it's certainty to absolute certainty. Like two millimeter change, just a slight change. You go from outstanding or, or excellent to outstanding to reap all the rewards. It's just a matter of being certain to absolute certainty, unshakable certainty. Nobody can push you off the fact that you're certain of where you're going, what you're doing. You are driven. Like they can feel it in you, see it in you. If you show up like that with your staff, he will follow you. Okay? Um, Two millimeter difference, that's it. And then he said, what if you said yes? What if you said yes? What if you said yes to the things you're scared about? What if you said yes to the things you're worried about? What if you said yes to be courageous? 
in life and business and how you show up at home and you weren't afraid of failing, what if you said yes? Certainty is an inside job. It comes from our heart. Being absolute certain is in our heart, not in our head. So get out of your head, get in your heart. The only way to lasting change is increase our standards. Change your shoulds to musts, just like I talked about yesterday. You got to change your should to a must and have absolute certainty. So many moved on to uh, this. The, the theme of the day to me was this Jim Rohn quote that we kept coming back to with success leaves clues, right? You see people that are successful in business, successful in life, and you know that they'll be successful again, right? They, they are repeatedly successful over and over in different industries and the things that they do in their life. They can launch something very quickly and be successful. And you look at them and you go, why is that person always successful? I feel like I'm not successful. Why are they successful in everything that they do? They have something that I don't. They have absolute certainty. They have high standards. They use those three things, immersion, coaching, daily practices, and rituals. That's what they do. And I can tell you success does leave clues. Some, if I can follow somebody's success recipe, I can replicate what they do. If I have absolute certainty, if I know where I'm going, if I'm dedicated, I'm in my heart, and I'm driving in that direction. So we talked about mastery, and he said, what is, the, what is the way to mastery? I mean, this could be an entire podcast in and of itself from day three. So the fastest way to mastery is modeling. Find someone who's outstanding, and if they are successful consistently, so they're consistently successful, it's not a flash in the pan, go model them. It's that simple. Like, it's that simple. I did it with Andy McFarland, Justin Williams. I modeled them and create a successful business. I've, my farm, I think of my farm that we bought in January, and we launched it, and we have uh, 27 members that we drop off box produce on their porch uh, every uh, Saturday morning. We have a f giant farmer's market. We're about to do a holiday market this Saturday. We have 40-plus vendors there. They're going to have hundreds and hundreds of people show up. Uh, it became successful because I found somebody who's already created success in his farm, other people's farms. It was a consultant. I hired him, and we modeled it. I modeled his success. If I had to do that on my own, it would have been a flop. I had no idea what I was doing. Does that mean in any, any part of my life, I look back and I am always modeling successful people. I've been modeling my dad my whole life. I've, I've been modeling. Yeah, I was a successful soccer player. Um, and I just I looked at other. I would watch games. I would watch film. I, would, I was addicted to it. I would, I would practice in my backyard every single day. I immersed myself in soccer. I, I had a coach. We had some amazing coaches. I had one of the nation's top coaches in Maryland. He was, a, he was insane, amazing. We were number seven in the nation, our soccer team. And I won three out of the four uh, championships in state tournament in, in high school. We lost our, our, my third year, my junior year of high school, we lost in the finals. And so it was just amazing to see. And, and when, my, when my coach left my school, I went to Centennial High School in Columbia, Maryland, for my freshman and sophomore year, when he went to another school that was, be, a new school was being planted, it was a technology magnet school, I went there. I followed the coach. I didn't stay with the team, I followed the coach. And we lost my junior year. That, that year we had no seniors. We had, uh, we lost, oh, it was a, de a devastating loss in the state finals. And my senior year we won the championship again. And the other team did not, <laughs> didn't even make it. We beat them in the third round. So I'll tell you, if you can find uh, somebody who has achieved mastery, Model them, attach to them. Find somebody who's outstanding, if they're successful consistently, and then figure out what you really want out of your life. What's next? And then you must learn through total immersion, schedule it in, seminars, events, things like that. That's why every quarter we have an immersive event with our mastermind group, altitude group, runway group. Every quarter we have some immersion event for them. We don't just leave Flip Hacking Live and say, see you next year. 
every 90 days we have an immersion event because we know we can hold them accountable for those 90 days and then we need to immerse them again in relationships, in networking, in, in knowledge, information, immerse them back in real estate and get them back on track. It might just be that two millimeter shift that they need, right? And then spaced repetition, spaced repetition. He said, if you're committed to achieving the level of lasting results you desire and deserve in your life, you need a proven game plan, outstanding coaching, and an immersion experience that will compress decades into days. I'll read it one more time. If you're committed to achieving the level of lasting results you desire and deserve in your life, you need a proven game plan, outstanding coaching, and an immersion experience that will compress decades into days. And I feel like that's what I did. I got the best map. Like I got laser focused on what I wanted. I got the best map, tools, and strategies and coaching for myself that I could possibly get. Somebody who had exactly what I had, the life that I wanted, had the business that I wanted, was going in the direction that I wanted to go, shared my values and characteristics, and I said, okay, what do I need to do? Tell me what to do. And then I got into action. I unlocked and unleashed my, my potential. I got out of my head, changed my limiting beliefs, and the more that I did that, the more I got into my heart and went. The better decisions that I made and the better results that I got. So, um, let's see. Whew. I got oh, I got pages and pages of notes. So we talked about we talked next about like if you left today from this event, how many of you got a ton out of this? You're full of energy and ready to go. Everybody's raising their hand. They're going crazy. Like yes, I'm ready. And like you need to do something now. Like in that state, you need to come up with your game plan. So you need to get in that state, come up with your game plan, and then execute on it. Said, so what if you did this event twice a year, or four times a year? So just like I talked about, what if you had another event, you left Flippacking Live, you had the next thing to go to 90 days from now. How would you show up? How would you achieve? Because you gotta show up there, you're gonna be held accountable to what you said you were gonna do. So again, he said, it's not hard to tell why you're getting fat, lazy, not great in business. 80% of the results are psychology, 20% are mechanics. And we seem to focus 80% on the mechanics and 20% on the psychology. So figure out how to get out of your head, into your heart, focus on the psychology, focus on the mindset, focus on the limiting beliefs, the why, what's stopping you, all these things. Change your standards, raise your level, and execute. Um, and turn the must into a should. So that was day three. Whew. All right, day four. I'm going to have to speed through this. I only got a few more minutes. Day four is Vitality and Wellness Day, um, which I really, really enjoyed. It, it was actually one of my favorite days, probably probably my most favorite day. I think because a lot of where I am in, in life right now, I think a lot of the limiting beliefs that I have aren't necessarily holding me back. They're kind of surface level that I know that I can crush and I could work through and they weren't as deep as some of the other folks for that transformation day on day three. A lot of ahas. But this day was about um, your body, your health, things like that. Like what are you doing um, about that and how important it is to take care of yourself. And that's kind of the journey that I've been on recently. I talked about the farm. Uh, we raise, uh, we don't, it's not even like, it's better than organic, right? We have no sprays, no pesticides, no herbicides. Um, we just, we don't even water. We just let, let it rain. We use hay mulch. It's just amazing. Now I'm growing produce in my backyard that we can eat for my family. Um, so local sustainable produce that's grown in our bioregion, uh, amazing. So I know where it comes from. It's right in our backyard. We're eating, uh, you know, uh, right there. And then we're also getting grass-fed beef. We're getting, uh, we have chickens. We have our own chicken eggs. We really kind of try to change our diet to increase our health so we can be, have more energy, be more fulfilled, and also live longer. So he talked about a lot about that and how important it was to stop eating uh, like processed foods and, uh, and everything like that and stop like all the fad diets and things like that and really just eat really good foods. And, um, but, and we, again, we know what we need to do. We're just not doing it. Like it's just so much easier and it's actually a lot cheaper to grab the junk food. 
It's a lot cheaper to buy processed foods. And the amount of processed foods that are inside of our supermarket and in our kids every single day all the time is just horrible. So um, think about that. This, uh, I, I don't have time to go into all of it. It's amazing. Like, like, seriously, there was like eight hours of Vitality Wellness, different uh, guest speakers. I'm buying a bunch of books to learn even more about juicing, about fruits and vegetables, about um, uh, uh, different diets and things like that. It was really, really great. Um, and then we had a couple guest speakers. And the guest speakers this day, I really loved. It was, they were amazing. Um, Nick Santanastasio. Um, it's a difficult last name to say. He's a very motivational speaker. I've heard him before. But the, the couple things that I want to share with you that he said is, um, if you change the way that you think from I have to to I get to, you'll change the way that you show up. So instead of saying, like, I have to go to work, I have to go to the gym, I have to eat healthy, and you change it to I get to, it changes everything in the way you show up. So I get to go to work today. So uh, if you, if you, check him out on YouTube. Um, he's, got, uh, he's got one arm and, uh, and no legs, and he was born um, uh, this way. And so one thing that he shared was he's like, you, you get to walk to work. I don't. You get to go to the gym. You get to go to a supermarket and shop and buy whatever you want because you have money, because you have supermarkets. Think about all the people that don't. And if instead you say, I have to do this, and we, we are trained, I think Americans, we are trained to say, I have to. I have to. I, oh, gosh, I have so much stuff that I have to do today. Is that your like, regular quote? I have too much to do today. Instead of, ah, I'm so blessed because I get to do all these things today. If you change that, you will change everything. There's a big difference. He also said there's a big difference between being interested and being committed. People are interested in getting into real estate, but are you committed to getting into real estate? And it's one of the reasons why you're, you're not as far along as you wanted to be is because you're just interested. You're kind of on the fence and you're not truly committed to go. This is not truly like this is the direction that you're going to go and being committed. I really thought about this. Like the committed people are in our mastermind groups. Like those people are committed. The interested people, they listen to the podcast. They might come to Flip Hacking Live and say, ah, it's just not for me right now. It's the committed people, the people who really want to grow. They're ready. They're, com they're committed. They're in. That's it. They're, they're filling out applications. They're coming to the events. They're playing all out. And they're the ones that are, that are disproportionately reaping the rewards because they're committed. And they made a choice. And they said, this is it. I'm, I'm in. I'm going in. I don't know how it's going to turn out. I don't know if this is the perfect place for me. I had a guy that was sitting um, in the row with us, and he was asking about different programs. And he's like, how do I know that it will work? <laughs> and I just, I, I just kind of laughed, and I wasn't, I wasn't exactly sure what to say to him. But I, I, I really just wanted to say, just go, man. Go. Like, what are you so worried about? What's holding you back? The question is not, what if it doesn't work? The question is, what if it does? What then? change the questions that you're asking, you will get better answers. You'll have a better life. So the interested are just listening. The committed are in. The next speaker that I want to talk about, and I think it's the last one that I have, um, she was unbelievable, like absolutely amazing. And I'll close with her, with her presentation and some of the takeaways that I had. Her name is Jamie Kern Lima. She started a cosmetic brand. So she was, a, um, she was like a broadcaster on TV. Uh, news, news anchor on TV and started a cosmetic line in her house and eventually sold it for $1.2 billion to L'Oreal. Uh, $1.2 billion with a B. Uh, 
And you can look on the outside and see the success. That's all that, how great that was. But you don't see all the no's. And that's what her presentation was, the hundreds and hundreds of no's that she got over and over and over again. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a couple takeaways with you from hers. I can't, I can't do it justice. I really can't. Without, I, have, I probably have 15 pages of notes from hers. Um, she, said, she said that there was a point in her journey that she changed her belief to where I come from doesn't determine where I'm going. And I think a lot of you guys might be there, like, you know, where I come from, maybe where I grew up, I, we didn't have money, or, or I'm just a waitress, or I'm a stay-at-home mom, or um, I've never made more than $50,000 a year, or whatever that is. Um, but you want more, you're called to do more. Um, where you come from doesn't determine where you're going. And that, that's probably one of the limiting beliefs that's truly holding you back from how great you can become. And so it was, it was really amazing. Um, she said, sometimes in life we think that a setback, so we, we take this setback, something that happens, some no, some failure, and we think it's a setback, but it's really a setup for our real calling in life. It's giving us a chance to get out of where we are, to go the direction we want to go, that we're called to go. And that was it for her. There was a point where she was like, I feel like I'm in my dream job. This is it. Why, why am I called to go do this thing, to do this cosmetic line? It doesn't make sense. I feel like I'm where I need to be. And so you might feel like you're where you need to be, but you have this thing that's calling you, this tap on your shoulder, this thing that's pulling you right now. And it might be that time, that setup. It might be, it might be God telling you right now that, hey, it's time to go. Follow me. I don't know how it's going to go, but come over here. It's better over here. And uh, it's actually a setup for your real calling. Um, so these moments in our life that happen that we just ignore. We ignore that moment. And we need to just lean into it. So... She said, how many of you are talking yourselves out of who you were born to be? So how many of you out there listening right now are talking yourselves out of who you were born to be? Like, I can't do this. It's not me. It's not me. But you keep being called. You keep coming back. You keep, going. You keep coming to Flip Hacking Live. You keep listening to the podcast. You keep coming to our virtual events. And you're like, I am called to do this. And something's holding you back. You're talking yourselves out of it. And um, she said, you might be hiding in plain sight. So you might be a... Uh, a waitress that's born to be a CEO. You might be a CEO that has big ideas that's just not doing them. Uh, you might be working for somebody that you know that you need to be working for yourself and you're just hiding in plain sight. You're like this closet entrepreneur. You're just sitting there just waiting for something you're, and you don't know what it is. So uh, she really pushed up. Those aren't the moments uh, you quit. They're the moments you decide. You decide where you're going. You got God-sized dreams on your heart and your soul was called for more and you just want to go but something's holding you back. Like what's holding you back? Like... And the cool thing she said, if you're the brave ones going to step into your calling, you're going to have people who don't believe in you. You're going to have people who, who shut you down, who say you can't, who, who say, don't do that. It's a mistake. Don't do it. Why, do you, why are you going to quit your job? Why are you going to go try that? What are you doing making an offer on that house? You, you can't do that. And they'll call you crazy. They'll call you weak. They'll call you nuts. They'll tell you to slow down. But she said, one day they'll call you strong. And one day they'll call you a genius. And... It's that gap. It's what happens in the middle that determines what they call you. And uh, my favorite part was towards the end where she said, you may have people make fun of you for what you're doing. I see people talk about the 500K challenge. I'm out there putting myself out there, raising money. I'm doing all these things. I'm talking about what I'm doing. People are making fun of me. My friends are making my friends make fun of me. The stuff that I put on, on Facebook, I get text messages from my college friends, and they make fun of me. It's okay. But you said, you know what? She said, one day, 
And this was the big thing for me, for her. She sold her company for $1.2 billion, and people made fun of her. She said, one day, they'll be telling people how they met you. You'll be so big that they'll be telling people and bragging about how they met you and how they know you when they used to make fun of you. She said, God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the call. Everything you need is inside of you. The greatest thing she did was believe that she could do it. And I'm telling you, that's what I want to give to you right now on this podcast today. I want to end it with that. I want to tell you that everything that you need is inside of you right now. You just might need somebody to help pull it out of there. And so I, after her podcast or after her um, presentation, I wrote this down and I'm going to end with this. Uh, it's in red. I read it on the way home. I just wrote it. I don't know where it came from. Uh, but this was what I heard after that. And I don't know what you heard. I'd say pause it right now and write down right after that. What's inside of you? Are you hiding in plain sight? What do you need to do? I said, I have this insane calling to do more, be more, continue to grow, and inspire as many other people that I possibly can. Speak on more stages, have a bigger event, have bigger impact in the world. I said, I want to be more. I want to show them. I want to show you how you can be more than you ever thought that you could. And right then, I wrote all this, and I don't know how we're going to do that. I don't know what it looks like, but I'm telling you, I, that's my calling. I have this insane calling that I will never stop. And it... I don't know where it's coming from, and I don't care. I'm going. And I'll tell you, Footpacking Live next year will be bigger than it was before. We will continue to inspire people on this podcast. We'll continue to inspire people with our events, and we'll continue to push you and build the best mastermind and training organization for real estate investors in the world. So that's my promise to you guys. Take a minute and figure out what that means to you. What is your calling? Are you hiding in plain sight? What's your God-sized calling, and why why aren't you answering the call? So I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye.